John O'Bin and Sharon. That's Monday afternoon. Thanks so much for joining the program. Uh, thanks, of course, to Helen Stein Brothers for bringing it to you. Okay, so uh, we've spent the day at the beach. Where haven't we? Oh, haven't we? We've just been on a family outing to the beach. Gave away $5,000 at the beach today uh, with a whole bunch of uh, of listeners racing and flippers. What a day. What a race. Oh, it was very it was, exciting. I must admit, I went in with very low expectations. Oh, very low. <laughs> and I was, it was a, a, an exciting race. Yeah. And when the race started, I thought that it was a very clear winner, but there was controversy and oh. then it ended in the most surprising matter. It reminded me of why Wait. I have a gambling addiction and bet on the horses <laughs> after watching stuff. It brings it all coming flooding back. Yeah, so find out who wins $5,000 today. Thanks to our mates at Bluebird Summer Crunch. Up at next, uh, I caught up with a, a Kiwi musician over the weekend mm. and... Oh. What he's got? Did you go to brunch? Well, no, no. Well, it was it was a chance meeting. It's not, yeah. But what he's got just blew me away. Like he does something that I was just like, it just it's been winding me up all weekend. I e- think we need to talk about it. Ever since I've heard about this, anyone that is slightly OCD is going to not be able to handle what oh, the story I, I, is. I, I, I couldn't live like that. I couldn't do he's it. He's getting all he's getting all nervy and antsy now. Speaking about it. Oh jeez. John Ben and Sharon. The edge. Now on Saturday night, guys, I was at a barbecue mm. and uh, Dave Gibson, lead singer, LMNOP, Streets of Radio, uh, was there as well. Um, you know, great guy. Oh, one of the best, top notch. And it was chatting to him and, you know, you have some sort of, you have some barbecue banter, you talk about things, and somehow we got into his email system. Right. Now, Jono, you don't run a good a good email system. No, I hate emails. <laughs> There's a- so much pressure, aren't they? So it's always like every time it dings, you're just like, it's more, it gives me anxiety. Jono's the guy also that uh, doesn't reply to emails or text messages and then you'll get a random reply like two weeks later yeah. when it was n- not necessary anymore. There's a wee reply session for yeah. like an hour on Sundays. Yes. Sunday morning, it's my Sunday morning hour reply session and you miss some important emails, <laughs> granted, and you reply to things very late. Uh, but Dave Gibson from LMNOP, um, he's got over 900 unread emails currently on his on his phone, on his computer. See, I respect, I respect that. That gives me heart palpitations. Me I can't just, handle that. Oh, it's too much. So, so we thought we'd bring him on the phone right now. Dave, how's it going, buddy? Um, I'm very well, and just to correct you, it's actually 9,000, not 900. Oh, 9,000! No. Oh, jeez! Without, without a word of a lie, it's like over 9,000. 9,000! I love you, but this is this is a hard pill for me to swallow that you would do something so disorganised. Listen, listen, listen. I don't believe, like, you know, just to get straight into this, that <laughs> how many emails you have not replied to as a reflection of anything? Because I... You know, when did when did we ever agree? Like, when did we ever agree to get back to everybody instantly? Like with text messages and like instant messenger and email. I sometimes just want to live my life. That's you know, good you know on you, saying? Dave. So now, there's going to be uh, people in about 40 years getting a reply from Dave Gibson on email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine how many gigs you've missed out on. <laughs> Like, oh, my goodness, he wanted us to play Coachella. I totally missed that. (laughs) (laughs) But doesn't it just, I mean, I understand you don't need to reply to all your emails, but doesn't it worry you that something's important that that you've missed? It's exhausting. I've got better things to do than just get to the, I mean, 9,000, it's too late for me. It's over. (laughs) Do you know for a fact that you've missed out on important messages? You know, to be honest, I've I've had no complaints. You know, the people I do business with. Um, you know, I mean, you didn't email me, Ben, but I got wait, back wait, to you wait, really wait. quickly. Like, you did. You did. Wait. No. Here we go. Oh, Dave Gibson, you <laughs> promised me that you would perform at my 21st and to let you know, and that was a long time ago, this is why you never turned up, isn't it? It's because you didn't respond to my email. It's still sitting there. Oh, you have you missed email. it. You must have missed an important email. As he said, he hasn't missed anything important. Oh. <laughs> Man, that was a long time ago, Sharon. I think I'll let that go. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day, one day. Hey, good on you, Gibbo. And you're on tour yeah, over summer, too. With, with Jordan Luck. 
we're on tour with Jordan Luck. He's a little personal hero of mine, and that starts this Thursday, in fact, in Hamilton, and then on Friday in Taupo. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a whirlwind tour, hitting the hitting the beaches, hitting all the good spots: Mangmanofai, Opanoni, Fongarei. Oh, it's good. And can I just say that anyone listening that is thinking they'll leave it till last minute to buy a ticket to the show, uh, definitely don't do that because last time uh, when LMNOP did like a, a little mini tour before Homegrown, um, they, it sold out like yeah. so quick. So you need to just get your tickets now before it sells out because all the shows will sell out. I, I think guarantee I'll, I'll, you. I'll, I'll be sweet. I, I emailed Dave over the weekend, so I'm pretty oh, sure I'm on the list. You're not going, mate. <laughs> you're not going. Hey, thank you very much. Lovely to hear your dulcet tones. Oh, I'd love to hear your tones, guys. I love you. I'll see you at a beach somewhere, I'm sure. Can anyone beat Dave Gibson from LMNOP? Has anyone got more than 9,000 unread emails? That is a lot. I don't think so. I, if there is, I cannot cope. Okay, well, let's let's put a bet out there. I don't think anyone can beat it. That's what I'm putting my good name to this. No one can beat this. <laughs> I'm with you, Jono. How much money are you going to put on it, mate? My good name. Nine thousand. I think you should put nine thousand dollars because we're talking about nine thousand. Put down nine thousand. Put down nine thousand. I'd rather put my good name to it. <laughs> Rachel's with us. How many unread emails have you got, Rach? Uh, my, it's a very proud mother moment. Uh, my son in his school inbox has fifteen thousand five hundred and sixty-seven. Oh, oh Damn, that made Mama proud. That is that is intense. Now, why? Like, aren't you worried about what's in there? Um, well, Ash could maybe answer that, Ash. I've actually got no clue what's in there because I haven't checked oh, in about four Ash. months. Ash, you get out of here. Ash's end of your school here. report, not as shining as <laughs> Mum would have hoped. Hey, Matt, welcome to the show. What? How many How many have you got, buddy? Can you beat that? Hey, nah, my partner, she's got 10,999. Oh, oh, there we go. And why does she not, like, click on them? I don't know. There's a little plus signal on the end of it, so I'm thinking there's more than that. Oh, just gosh. think by Christmas she's going to hit that crisp 11,000. See, this is why I would, like, steal somebody's phone and just, like, go through it and, and just start doing their inbox for them. Dan, what about you? Oh, good day. I've got at least probably just over 15,000 and more, uh, including, like, five-plus email accounts. Oh, <laughs> wow. Abby, oh, so you're running five email accounts. <laughs> There's your first problem. Yeah, why don't you just get one email account and actually check it? Well, it's like over the period of like at least last nine years. <laughs> Do you know for a fact anything important that you've actually missed out on there, Dan? What's that? No, well, I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> Any wedding you know? invites? Because your mother rang us and <laughs> you missed a few important things in her life. <laughs> uh, probably, but, you know, it's, it's how it goes. Now's not the time oh. to tell you your dog's dead, Dan. Oh. We found out. Oh. If he had been on his email, he would have known. Kevin, welcome to the show. How many unread emails have you got? Can you beat that? Uh, by a couple, uh, 39,101. Oh, there we go. Ding, 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 ding. Kevin, has anyone ever hit you up and like, didn't you get my email? No, no, every uh, important one gets read. So it's just all the marketing ones that usually sit behind. And, but how hard is it, know, just it's just, how hard is it just to swipe left and then it's just gone forever? Yeah, it's still an unwritten email. I swipe left, so I might as well leave it there. You never know. Oh. It might as well leave it there. You never know when you want to buy something from fishpond.co.nz. <laughs> Do you know what? This is 
This makes me very upset to say that I'd be friends with somebody that this is this disgusting. <laughs> yeah. My f- friend has just messaged me. I'll name and shame her. Her name is Rebecca Ambler, and she's just messaged me. And she showed me a screen cap of how many emails she has. How many emails? T- take a guess. Well, how many, just, is, it how more many impress- is it more impressive than what we just heard? Yes. Okay, 48,000. No. Ben? 53,000. Rebecca Ambler, my friend that I will name and shame, has 71,306 emails unread on her phone. Put like that, that on our that, that is a real thing. Put that on our that Facebook page. That is a page. real thing. And Not I, like Rebecca Shambler. I, <laughs> she's I a shambles. And I said, and she sent me laughing emojis, and I wrote back, you make me sick. Oh, wow. Imagine how many important things are in there that you're missing. You know what she said? Ha, 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 ha. Offensive. Check your emails. Wow, well, she wins that. There well done, go. well done. 71,306. Oh. Uh, next on the show, um, Sharon. Hold on. Can we just appreciate what Ben just brushed over? <laughs> what did he say? Have another go, but let's give him the platform to what deliver that say? properly. What did he say? I was saying 70,000 unread emails in her inbox. Da-ba-da-ba-da, inbox. Da-ba-da-ba-da. And he brushed inbox. over that. Why did you let him do that twice? <laughs> that needed, that needed to be heard. Why did you let that back twice? Dan, can you please put that on a highlight so that it plays all day tomorrow well, no, and Ben learns never to tell a joke like that ever again? Jono, Ben and Sharon. The edge. I've done some torturous things in my life. I've done some horrible things to myself, Ben. Um, <laughs> in the name of entertainment, Christian Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the name of um, life. Name, name three things. What are the three most extreme things? Broke your collarbone. Mm. Oh, let's not go back there. Strapped to the wing of a plane. Yes, when walking, that's yeah. right. And oh, when you did that um, motorbike jump, was that you? Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that was me. Remember that motorbike jump? <laughs> when you were in yeah, the Krusty I, Demons, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. Was it that you? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure I can no, I came and watched one once. I think when, it was um, a BMX one where you had some sort of oh, fire Oh, yes, no, it was stuff. a BMX with a pirate. Yes, it was. I came to watch it because I was stalking Bryce then, so I was coming to support you. Yeah, that's I didn't right. know you at all. That was, that was a show. I was there for that too. Yeah. I thought there might be some free clothes if he died. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was there. I don't know why he wanted holy Metallica T-shirts, but anyway, <laughs> I'm very tight. Okay, so uh, today Sharon was like, we've got an interview with Stasi. From Vanderpump Rules. Oh my gosh, back on Bravo this Wednesday night, by the way. She's and like, Stasi is amazing. You gotta watch Vanderpump Rules. It'll be disrespectful <laughs> if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules before you interview <laughs> Stasi. That's what you sound like, too. It'd be a slap in Stasi's face. No, so I, would, I just thought if you're gonna interview her, you should know the premise of the show and who Stasi was, because she's she's the OG, she's the queen of Vanderpump Rules. So she made me sit down and watch. Four episodes of Vanderpump oh. Rules. And it was amazing. I mean, it is such a great show. If you, if you run down, if you've never watched Vanderpump Rules before, it is a reality show around the LA restaurant Sir, which is owned by Lisa Vanderpump from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Ben's and eyes are already glazing over. <laughs> yeah. Drama, drama, drama. That's the thing. The whole show is just drama. It's like, yeah, just, why, don't you guys all, why don't you just all chill out? Not... Don't, why don't you not sleep with her? You don't invest in whatever she wants you to invest in and just all leave, live yeah. happily. Because you got to watch the episode that's going to be on this Wednesday night, which I also watched, oh, and geez. it is scandalous. And you know the worst thing? Because the most loved character on the show gets cheated on. It's amazing. You know the so worst good. Thing? You know the worst thing? The interview fell through. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm just, I didn't just, go there. I've just watched four episodes of the most mind-numbing television for no reason. No, no, no reason. No reason other than, in my opinion, it is the best reality show on TV. It is so good. Okay, new TV show, spin-off. 
of that one. Yeah. Pataru pump rules. You know, the pump factory in Pataru? No, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. See, Ben, you'd understand if you had watched it. So we do it's it. A great variety it characters. the factory. They make water. And they all sleeping with each other. It's, it's like Pataru. They're all sleeping with each other. <laughs> and the only rule of the Pataru pump rules is don't pee in the water. <laughs> See, it actually sounds like a great show. It sounds like a great show. Did you watch it with your wife? Did she like it? I thought she might enjoy nah, it. No, I, lo- I was a lonely, sad man oh. <laughs> watching Panic Pump Rules all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> As if it couldn't get any worse. Well, it's a great show, and uh, if you want to watch it, it'll be on Bravo at uh, 9.30 this, this well, Wednesday. I can't wait to interview Starseed. It's going to be a hell of a chat. I want to interview Starseed so bad. If, she, if you guys get an interview with Starseed while well, I'm on maternity leave, you have to let me know, and I'll come in for it. Oh, trust us. We'll be cancelling it. <laughs> no, I will be coming in for it. This, oh, this, this time around, it won't be her cancelling. It'll be us. <laughs> John Ben. And Sharon. The edge. Okay, so, uh, you know, it's that time of year where you look back and reflect, isn't it? And uh, there was a moment earlier this year, it was a whole week, in fact, where uh, Sharon took a vow of silence. And uh, you won. My favourite week of. Um, uh, I think it was New Zealand's favourite week of radio. Squeeze me. I feel like it was the worst week of your life. I think bro, it was Bryce, your husband, actually texted me and said, this is the best week ever. Anyway, so you won $500. Sad to me. You won five. No, it was, it was a tortuous week. I hated it. I wanted you to talk. Shut up! You were so foolish. <laughs> I missed. I missed you talking. I, I mean, you were here. No, it was great didn't. to be with you. You but... guys torch. You guys smashed in my car windscreen to try. Well, and... we, you were so good at not talking. It, it took pretty much yeah. most of the week to try I'm and get you to talk. Yeah, quite so a yeah, lazy th- person. There was a five hundred dollar bounty if you made Sharon talk, and uh, here was uh, here was one of the moments. John O'Ban and Sharon's year in review. Your special talent to get in the draw for the trip around the world in fifty k. Hi, how's it going? Very good, thank you. Sharon, how's it going? She's giving you a thumbs oh, come up. Come on, Sharon, don't be like that. Yeah, come on, Sharon. <laughs> don't be like that. She's so rude. Yeah, I know. I oh, heard it. Your name you... today obviously hasn't had the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, uh, Daniel, isn't it? Yes. One of Sharon's biggest fans, aren't you? <laughs> yes, of course. I yeah. love Sharon. Daily Sharon. Oh, yeah. Now, all you wanted to say is talk to you. Yeah. From Sharon? Oh, Daniel, I'm Come sorry. Come on, Sharon. Anyway, <laughs> he's, he can't make her talk, but can, uh, can your special talent impress Sharon to get you in the draw for 50K and a trip for three around the world, Daniel? Hmm. Well, I hope so. Go for it. Okay, so I'm really good at animal impressions. Name an animal, I can do it for you. Dog. Woof. Cat. <laughs> Cat. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. <laughs> it was a barking cat. <laughs> that is a that is a talent. A barking cat. That has floored me. What noise does your cow make? What noise does your cow make? <laughs> Sounds like a sheep. <laughs> it's a cow doing a sheep impression, mate. <laughs> We've gone deep into character stuff here. This is amazing. Is that thumbs up, thumbs down. Is Daniel in that drawer? Sharon, he, she's writing something. She's saying, can you do a hippopotamus? Hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel, my friend, you're definitely in the draw. Oh, what a great guy. Thank you, Daniel, for listening, being one of our people of 2017. Yeah. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Today we gave away a lot of money, uh, $5,000 thanks to Bluebird Summer Crunch. It was our Flipper 500. We headed to a beach where uh, five people had to race and diving flippers down a beach over an obstacle course. Yeah, and uh, we had some great contestants. Uh, Tavita, uh, Ollie from Mount Monganui, Zach was there as well. Chanel. L- Chanel and Laura, too. Great lineup. 
Great lineup. Great and one. the race, I tell you what, did not pan out how you thought it was going to pan out. I got out. quite quite excited by it and also by the the sponsorship commitments, as you'll hear in just yes, a moment. Yes, 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 you very <laughs> much did. You Bluebird <laughs> Summer Crunch, it's our favourite ship. What? In the world. Yeah. 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 And even the universe. Yeah. No, that's what Best ship in the universe, I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. Just listen out for Ben's real enthusiasm. Uh, real, Welcome yeah. along to the Flipper 500, brought to you by Bluebird Summer Crunch Chips. The race will consist of our five flipper-clad contestants running a 500-meter course that starts with a quick sprint to a hurdle. Then our runners must consume a bowl full of Bluebird Summer Crunch Chips. Races must then run around a bluebird mascot, back over the hurdle, complete a ring toss, followed by a straight run to the finish line. All this must be done with goggles on and a snorkel in their mouths. We cross live now to some pre-race thoughts from our competitors. Oh, just trust my instinct and get thoughts on it. All of us, all of us are in hood. The guys, the guys are going to It's now time to cross live to the race with our commentary team, Jono, Ben and Sharon. Crowd, are you ready? Crunch, my favourite ship in the world! In the universe! In the universe! Three, two, two one, one, go! Oh, okay, Tavita off to an early start. I think he may have jumped the start line just a bit early. Now they're at the stage where they're putting Lilo's on up to their chest. Ollie from Mount Monganui has taken the lead. Tavita in second place. They've just jumped over the edge. Core flute now need to stop and eat chips. They need to eat a bowl of Bluebird Summer Crunch, our favourite ship in the universe. Can we get a half-time comment from you, Zach? No. Lazar? Okay. <laughs> At this point, we realise they're making the meat a bowl full of delicious Bluebird, Bluebird Summer Crunch. Chips. Chip in the world. <laughs> Probably not the best thing for a race. But and Chanel and away. Here we go, Chanel Now she needs to approach the penguin. The corporate sponsorship Bluebird Penguin, once she turns around the penguin at the end of the course, she can make her way back up towards the finish line. She, she has a clear lead at the moment. Here comes T, and here comes Ollie. Ollie, oh, oh but she's up by 50 metres. Can she do this? She's on the home stretch, but the boys are gaining quickly. Here comes T, T and Ollie from Ollie. Chanel and Aiden's losing pace. She's stumbling. She's stumbling. She's going to stop. She's flipping the boys are catching up. Here comes Ollie. Ollie is shrinking past. With 20 minutes to go. And Ollie takes out the Bluebird Summer Crunch Flipper 500. What a race. What a chip. Well, there you have it. No one could have predicted that finish. A come-from-behind victory from Ali. Let's hear his thoughts at the finish line. Those ships are beautiful. They got me through. Sorry. Uh, You know, Richie McCaw does this more eloquently at the end of a rugby game, and so does Karen Reid, but you you can practice your aftermatch speeches, but you've won five grand. Well, that is it from us at the Flipper 500. It's been a flippin' good day. Thanks to our sponsors, Bluebird Summer Crunch, in store now. John Ovin and Sharon. The Edge. Okay, so I went out. Uh, you right there, mate? Yeah. Just putting in your mouth guard? Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, calling out, putting in your mouth guard. <laughs> you got wonderful straight teeth now. They look Thank amazing. You. Thank you, Dr. Scott. Yes, thank Dental you. Dental Care West. Yeah. Free free on Friday, actually. There's a whole thing. He's doing a wonderful day out at Dental Care West. Are you getting free bloody teeth straightening too? <laughs> oh, I'll just say. It's, what is no, this? No. Hey? Look at my manky, homeless teeth. <laughs> I'm battling away here with my That's missing teeth. That's why you're not allowed to smile in our photo shoots anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh,
Okay, so I uh, went out for dinner on the weekend with my uh, my lovely lady partner, and um, <laughs> we were sitting we were sitting in a restaurant, and uh, wonderful conversation. The conversation was flowing <laughs> like this, like this. The wine and the what conversation. What were you talking were about? It was feelings. <laughs> Was calling people out in the restaurant for their, their dental hygiene. <laughs> oh, are you getting free teeth straightening too, are you, from this Dr. Scott bloke? Yeah, I thought so. Anyway, um, there were some friends of ours, or some people we knew, uh, sat down at the table, one over from us. And when they walked in, they're like, oh, we're here, we're celebrating our um, third anniversary. I was, like, oh. I was like, that's lovely. And you know what? Uh, about 10 minutes later, I was like, here's a good idea. I should look like the nicest guy ever and send over a bottle of wine to go happy anniversary. Nice gesture, right? You don't huh. even know them that well, though, do you? Well, well enough. Okay. No, well enough, yeah. Well, and so um, <laughs> I was like, Gasol! <laughs> I stopped the flowing conversation. Gasol! <laughs> Clapped my hands and the waiter came over. And I was like, hey, mate, can you just do us a favour and give a bottle of wine uh, to our friends over there? I'll pay for it. He's like, no worries. And... <laughs> I watched it play out because I was like, oh, I want to revel in this because I am <laughs> going to look like a legend. <laughs> Nicest thing I've ever done. Okay, so the bottle, the guy's walking out, the waiter's walking over with the wine. I'm like, here it comes, Jen. Okay, here it comes. Wait for it. Wait for it. And he drops it to the wrong table. Oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> he drops it to the wrong table and he gives it to these two people the next table over. Oh, so and another couple. Another that... couple. And I can tell he's talking to them. He's like, oh, this is from this <laughs> gentleman over there. And they look over and I'm look, I'm like... Yeah, well, you, well, you've got to claim it then, surely. Did you tell them to go to the next table? <laughs> I was trying to, like, signal them with my my head, like, nodding, <laughs> next table, next table. It was too late. So then these, these people who I don't know, they think I'm a great guy. No, oh. they now think you're a swinger. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that guy's trying to try to get us in on a group thing. <sighs> so, and so the weird happened? thing is, as the people that know you would have also seen it go down because they were between you, and then they're like... Oh my God, check out Jono trying to get in with those swingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have enough money to send another bottle of wine. <laughs> so that you was should a, have told them that's that their mistake. A, I was meant to go, Psst, that's for you. <laughs> you could ask for them off it. Uh, anyway, 0800 The Edge. This is what I want to open up. When have you made a high roller and sent a bottle of wine <laughs> to another table? <laughs> never. <laughs> and I'll never do it again. 0800 The Edge. What has happened to you while you've been dining? Okay, the oh. craziest thing that's happened to you in a restaurant, and it could be anywhere, it could be oh. BK, McDonald's, whatever, yeah. and it has to be crazy. Oh. Like, we've stipulated craziness. We want almost insanity. I thought I was going to die in a dining establishment by... Um, oh, can it, I tell my story first? Okay. Just because, like, it's not going to be as good after you. Oh, yours. no, I don't know if it is. I, you go, you go. Oh, no, nah, don't worry. being so polite. <laughs> Someone just tell their stupid story. Bryce and I went to a Italian restaurant, and a cheating scandal was exposed at the table next to us and they were like fighting and fighting and fighting across their knocky or knocky depends what you call it yeah and uh so we decided because he kept trying to plead with her and he kept going babe but babe 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 so bryson decided to play this drinking game of uh, he had to have a drink every time he said babe we were not in a good state by the time we left <laughs> that's how big oh. the fight was why do they carry on in the restaurant why don't they just go outside because they had ordered their knocker already uh, i guess so. oh yeah. right so and did she just did he tell her he was cheating during the dinner no i think that he must have tried to break up with her during the dinner or or maybe she just found out about it and it somehow it just came. I don't know how it started. All I heard was the, but you were texting and I saw it. And he's like, but babe, 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 babe. So I'm like, three sips, three sips, three sips. It was, Ooh, yeah. Wow. Anyway, now tell us when you oh, almost died. Well, no, I thought I was going to die. It was quite embarrassing because it was in a, uh, quite a nice restaurant. 
Uh, there was some hot sort of chilli stuff on the table and everyone was like, oh, you should try some. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. And it must have sort of lodged, you know, oh. kind of my windpipe. And the same time it was hot and I just went, <gasps> and I just stood up and went, bang, and slammed my oh hands on the table in the, in the restaurant going, <gasps> And everyone looked at me, and then whatever happened, it just it was fine, like instantly fine. Oh just, no, you wow. want it? To, you can't, there's a part of you that wants it to get the drama to keep going because you're standing up in the middle of a restaurant, right. everyone looking at you, and then you have to like quietly sit back down and go, "Yeah, no, I'm good now, thanks." Guys. So is that why your voice is so high now? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it had kept going, then it moved, then your actions would have made complete sense. Oh yeah, sense. but I did. But I just stood up, made a dork of myself, and then had to sit straight back down. Should have just run out. You should have. <laughs> should have just run for the hills, mate. Yeah, should have. You're right. Oh, Hundred the edge. What was the craziest thing that happened to you in a restaurant? Oh, okay. Uh, Jono's phone topic didn't work. <laughs> Jono had a cool phone topic, and no one phoned up for it. Hold on, hold on. Here's another call. Hello, welcome to Jono's cool phone topic. Hello. Hey, what do you want to what do you want to contribute, mate? Something a bit crazy happened to you in a restaurant? Oh, I hang up again. Well, we, we chipped in with some stories for you to help you out. <laughs> we tried really hard. We tried to pretend it was all going well by like talking in our own sort of situations. Normally that's when callers, here's a little pull back the curtain for you on radio. Normally that's when the callers would take over. The second break after the one of us sets something up. Yeah. You know when you, you know, in this game you chuck stuff out there, you're like, this is going to be a banger. This is going to be a real banger. So Sharon told her story, I told my yeah, story, you handed that out waiting for the phone lines to go. Do you want, are we honest? Are we honest? I didn't even look at what was coming up on the show today. Oh, wait, I really phoned today in, and if story. I'd seen it on there, I would have taken it. Hey, well, you phoned today in, but no one else phoned <laughs> in, didn't they? <laughs> no one else phoned Literally, today. no one else phoned in. <laughs> now we're really starting to abuse the audience. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Maybe we should stop. John Ovin and Sharon. The Edge. Tonight, the big Shortland Street killer fanger. And uh, joining us in the studio right now, Michael Galvin and Luke Patrick, who play uh, Dr. Chris Warner and Frank. Welcome. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Festive How's it going? Merry Christmas. Hey, guys. Uh, geez, we're on a, hanging on a bit of a cliff at the moment with Shortland Street. Obviously, there was no episode on Friday night. Uh, last thing we saw, end of Thursday night, there was a goon in a bush with a balaclava. Which I want to put out there looks like Hayden, who was the mobster that was in the last cliffhanger. And I just want to say Suspiciously like Hayden. Looks who, a lot like Hayden. Whose body went missing. He could have been. And he was working for Mason. He could be back. Totally. He had a high-powered <laughs> assault rifle. Chris Warner, uh, Frank and Finn were all out the front. Someone got shot. It was my. I, I was the one covered in blood, going mm. no. So it probably wasn't me. So it's either <laughs> Frank or Finn. Mm. But we don't know how many guns, how many bullets the uh, the he shot off. the shooter's got <gasps> in his rifle. I mean, why why would he stop now? Last time we interviewed you, uh, Michael Galvin, yes. you came in here and uh, you were wearing a beanie, but I could tell underneath <laughs> that you had like a like a, a shaved head, and yes. I was like, is he terminally ill in real life? Or is this, <laughs> or is this for the storyline? Because that your uh, cancer storyline hadn't started then. Yes. So you must have a lot of people going. Do I say something, <laughs> or do, or is it for the TV I, show? Because yeah. that's how I felt. Oh, really? I yeah. don't. I don't know that. I could feel people. Actually, you're right. I could feel people not saying something, like noticing it, but not mentioning it. Yeah, and then I'd I'd bring it up, and they go, "Oh, yeah." There'd be this kind of bit met with this kind of relief. Yeah, because I didn't yeah. know whether to offer condolences yeah. or just go, "Oh, what's happening on Shore Street?" <laughs> or if you've just made a really bad hair decision, just <laughs> well. trying something new. Yeah. Just trying something new. I was like, oh, I don't know if it's working for me. <laughs> it, it didn't work for me. It looked absolutely terrible. But I, I don't know if you guys know, but um, today's a very special day. Do you know what the special day is? 
You know what special day is today, Luke? Yeah, I reckon it's the anniversary of when we uh, sung the song last time, wasn't it? Today is our one-year anniversary of having uh, Luke Patrick on the edge. Um, He did his very first interview on the edge uh, a year ago today with Michael Galvin. Whoa. And uh, something that uh, happened during this interview, uh, if I could flash back, was when... uh, we did a we did a song together, and we excused Luke from it at the time. Uh, let's play play a little bit of the song. Anchor me in the middle of your deep blue sea. Anchor me, anchor me in the middle of your deep blue sea. Stop murdering that song. My favourite part is uh, you, you just missed the best part of it when uh, Michael we did a, went rogue on the backup vocals, <laughs> and he was like, "Deep blue sea, yeah." But um, we, at the time, I excused you, Luke, because you were new from Australia of uh, yep. knowing the words to "Anchor Me," which was a song that Michael famously sung on Shorten Street. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, found a guitar. And I thought that maybe we could sing it all together as a family today and see if you've uh, developed into a real Kiwi over the last year. Oh, here we go. Anchor me, anchor me, anchor me. One, two, three, four. Anchor me in the middle of your deep blue sea. Anchor me. Anchor me. Do you back up, Michael? Middle of your deep blue sea. Your deep blue sea. Officially a Kiwi Congratulations. Hey, you nailed it, babes. You nailed it. We've invented a new sport. It's called synchronised speaking. Okay, so we're going to call a medical centre down the line. Michael Galvin, you're going to take the lead and we're all going to try and talk along with you at the same time. (laughs) Okay, here we go, Michael. Got to make a booking at this restaurant, okay? Welcome to Venom. You're speaking with Karen. Hi, Karen. My name is Norman. I like to make a booking, please. I'm sure I could help with something. You might have to repeat all that. No, man. You have to repeat it. You can't repeat it. Okay. We're going to make a booking for something. (laughs) That's about it. As much as I got, team. Okay. Well, do that. Do you shave any animals? (laughs) Maybe not so many animals. (laughs) Not not down here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And do you remember to watch the Jono and Ben show? We do that all the time, absolutely. Very good, isn't it? Very good. It's Jono, Ben and Sharon here from The Edge. We have uh, Michael Galvin and Luke Patrick from Shortland Street with us. Hello. 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 How are you? Good. Thank you. Sorry about that. They made me do it. That was me leading that ridiculous <laughs> sentence. I'm very sorry. I had to. That's all right. <laughs> I liked how polite you were. You you, you were very gracious. You, you were polite about oh. not wanting to shave an animal and you were polite about oh, pretending no. to watch the boys' TV show. It was great. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. You have a lovely day. Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Michael Galvin, Luke Patrick from Shaun Street. Congratulations on a stellar year, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Thank very you. much for coming in, and we wish you all the best for the festive season. Sweet. To you. Cheers. You too. Make sure you tune in Shaun Street tonight. TV two seven o'clock. Who will die? Will it be Frank? Will it be Finn? Will it somehow be Chris Warner? Blink if no. it's you, Luke. <gasps> oh, oh, did he blink or did it? We no, won't tell you what he did. No, I haven't blinked. No. I'm trying to cry, guys. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge.